0: I remember a real estate agent when I first moved here, I used to go to the uh, uh, Starbucks on East Boulevard all the time and there was a woman who used to sit up in the back and she literally put up like a little stand in the Starbucks and it was like, I'm such and such, I work with this real estate agency, let me know if you need to buy a home, I'm here working all day. And she would just sit there
1: All right, so we're taking the podcast on the road today. I'm over here visiting my friend, Joe Tabaldi, who is the founder of Flex.co. Among, you know.
0: I founded my own website.
1: Yeah, among doing (laughs) many other things, but um, that's your current venture right now. But Joe is a a good friend of mine. He's he's huge into um, marketing and branding and messaging and no better person to talk to for helping real estate agents and real estate professionals with kind of standing out in the crowd. Um, Joe is, is not a homeowner. So he's not like a huge understanding person of like, a the pro- <laughs> You're a That's nomad, right. Joe mad. Um,
0: <laughs> he doesn't quite,
1: um, know the real estate process as well as, you know, your you guys do that are, are listening to this. I have
0: not even had the chance to work with a real estate agent yet. Uh, Out of all of the professions that I've been able to like work with, I've never worked with a real estate agent.
1: Yeah. So this is going to be perfect, but, um, <laughs> basically We're coming out of 2023. 2023 in the real estate world was one of the worst years or most challenging years as far as um, transactions. And it's because of the volume. There was just no volume in sales. People were not wanting to purchase a home. um, And so the volume of sales were hard. And so what happened is it made it really hard to be a real estate agent because when you have just less people in the market, that means there's less opportunities. So I kind of segment into three different segments of, of the market, you have like, the 10 and under real estate agents as far as how many transactions they did. So if a you're year. a year, Got so it. if you do 10 or under, you're probably, I don't want to say you're new, you, you could be new, you could be um, a hobbyist, or you could be like trying to get into that like more. Testing the
0: waters. Yeah, yeah, like
1: you're trying to make that your thing. And it's probably like, it, you can do fine if you're doing like seven, eight, nine and they're larger houses. Right. But generally we're gonna take the average home price of <laughs> about 500,000 and say if you're doing 10 of those, you're doing five million a year in transactions, which is kind of like the part where you're saying, hey, this is my thing. Yeah. Then the next segment's probably 10 to about 25, like you're, you're a top agent in your area or one of the top agents in your area. Then the next one is 25 plus and that means like, you know, you're, you're the dude. You probably right. aren't listening to this.
0: <laughs> right. Um, and if you are, it's just to get, like, the one or two good ideas while you're on your way to work. <laughs> right.
1: And so what we saw in 2023 is that lower-end segment struggled really hard. Yeah. The middle and upper, they were fine because they already had, like, things set in place. Right. But the lower ones either fell out and they just aren't— You're with the lower volume. People. Lower volume, got yeah. Our 10 and under. They just fell out and they're not doing real estate anymore. Or, you know, they got a second job. Or— they try to figure out what their next move is. And so what we want to talk about today is, you know, Joe, if you're a real estate agent in 2024, trying to make sure you're not in the lower tier and fall off, you want to get to that middle tier. If you're a middle tier and want to get to the upper tier, what can you do as a real estate agent? One, to stand out because all real estate agents say the same thing, you generally do the same thing and how can you get more leads because that's really the only question that realtors
0: want to know i think the best part about being on your podcast is that we are like brand and business meet, right it's like so i get to release all of the like the do you know about this part of business? Do you know about this part of business? And say, yeah, you do. <laughs> so any gaps that I leave, you can fill up with the business stuff. But I can tell you what I think, just based on what you explained to me about the trajectory of a career in this. Right. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like very few start.
1: agents go 30 years as a real estate agent. And
0: I also think it's probably because they're looking at it as either a short-term play that ended up working kind of better than they thought. So they're like, well, I'm not going to, I'm money. not going to stop yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, I make an extra 100k a year or make an extra 60k a year. This yeah. is my vacation money. This is my fun money. And I think there's another group of people that kind of look at it like, hey, this may actually be a long-term play for me. I really like real estate, I like traveling, I like meeting people, I tend to have good charisma. So what I'm saying is like the raw talent is there and they're like, hey, if this is a skill I can kind of like hone over the next few years, one day I can maybe retire from my full-time gig and do this. And a
1: lot of realtors, if they're doing well, will actually kind of transition to real estate investing.
0: And, and I think that makes perfect sense, right? Because yeah. you're basically absorbed into the market for yeah. years. And so what I love about that is that it tells me that these aren't impulsive decisions. Right. You don't decide tomorrow to be a real estate agent, just like people want to start a marketing agency. What does it take to start a marketing agency? It costs a domain. Much. Yeah. That's it. If you own a domain and you can put a website on it, you're a marketing agency yeah. because that is technically the barrier of entry. Here's a question for you. Most
1: realtors actually do not have a website, or mm. they're using, like, you know, a realtor.com
0: website that's made for cart them. before horse, right? To me, the cart, that's the business. We can figure that out, what the tools are to bring this idea to life, but you have to know why you're doing it. Mm. And that's why I want to start with, like, a, if you're actually approaching this to say, I want this to be my long term career there's a way of doing this. Mm-hmm. And it will slowly increase spend and time over time mm-hmm. to then be optimized away to somebody else because that's how you build long-term, right? Mm-hmm. You build up, 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 and then you go, okay, this is what I can offload, I'll up, 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 right? And so if that's your goal, there's a strategy for that. Mm-hmm. If your goal is to just kind of keep this as a side thing or to say, hey, I wanna do this, maybe I'll start something small with my friends and like this is what we'll do to keep in touch, but other than that, I actually do this other thing, there's a different play. Mm-hmm. The good news is that they both rely on one strategy that's exactly the same, which is consistency in posting, Mm. right? And what I mean by posting is not to a single social media platform. It just means getting a piece of branded media out into the world. So I think what they miss the most, in my opinion, not realtors, but people who are looking at these two career path trajectories, what they miss the most is the idea that not everything has to convert somebody. mm -hmm. In my opinion, there are three audiences that you should always be thinking about when you're building brand. One of those audiences is the customer audience. That's the one that everybody focuses on. Lead prospects, customers, people that will eventually buy from me. Mm. And even when you get to the highest levels of business and they talk about total addressable market, they're really just talking about what's that number. Mm. Because if you tell me the approachable people in that, I can derive some amount of that to tell you how much I can make off of them. And that's how they make investment. They go, I can make a billion, so I'll put this much in. Right. What I look at is I say, well that's very, Narrow-sighted and looking at the entire brand audience because those people are the ones that are pying But they're not the ones that are validating the buyers decisions Some of them are mm-hmm. but some of them are their moms and dads and their spouses and their friends and the TV shows that they watch and the video Games they play and everything around their life And that's what I think brand hits right and so when we talk about real estate It sounds like obviously personal brand would make the most sense because you may work for a BIC or you may work for yourself or you yep. may work right you may float around but what you want is the ability to draw attention with you because now You're not going into the real estate agency saying, hey, I'm this person who no one knows, but trust me, I can do this. And they go, cool, here's a name tag. See if you can do it. And if you do it, you make money, which is fair. Mm -hmm. But if you go into some place and say, hey, I have a personal brand with 15,000 followers. I'm really good at hyper-targeting these local markets, especially in this industry. I notice that you cover this industry. Could I have a job? that's a totally different question, mm-hmm. and I think that you can arm yourself with that by just being consistent in what you're trying to deliver.
1: Yeah, so you're, you're kind of suggesting like, hey, real estate agents, and here's the, here's the blanket statement I see 80% of real estate agents make, and it drives me nuts, and it's going to drive you nuts, and I'm going to laugh at what you have to say to it. This is what their messaging is. If you are looking to buy or sell a house, contact me.
0: Yeah, and in my opinion- What would you say to that? I would say that that's the lowest barrier message and I could start a, a, if if that is what the competition is doing, I'm going to start my own real estate agency where I don't know how to sell homes and I will get you all the leads you want. Because what you're basically saying is, hey, lowest hanging fruit possible, call us. Anybody with a pulse. Call me. And it tells them absolutely nothing. And so right. what you end up with is a bunch of leads that are hollow, and it's not because they're bad people, it's because you didn't tell them anything. And the mm-hmm. people that buy things that they don't understand are people that probably become headaches to work with.
1: Yeah, yeah, so that's kind of like, you know, that's a big thing for me is, is trying to get these um, real estate agents to niche into something. Like be be the person for a group of people. Like be that right. person. You know, like over where I'm from, um, we're, we're right down the road from Lowe's Corporate. So Lowe's headquarters, Lowe's Home Improvement, the headquarters literally right there. I mean, I don't know how many people, but I'm venturing to say over 5,000 people are employed there. There's right. plenty of people moving in and out. We've already done the the closing for many C-suite executives that are buying their third, fourth, fifth house cash for many millions of dollars. So like we see it come through. Yeah. But if you're a real estate agent and you want to be something special, maybe you used to work at Lowe's corporate, why don't you go there and have a relationship and be like,
0: I want to be the transaction for you. If you want to have the smoothest transition into a business, you hijack current buying patterns, you don't try to create new ones. Right. So everyone talks about contrast, and in my opinion, it's one of the most important words in advertising, because Even as a baby, babies only see contrast, they don't see color, Mm -hmm. right? And that's why in interior design, it's so important to have contrasting moments because you need something to break up the monotony, right? But ultimately, if you're actually selling the thing, there has to be a lot of the stuff that you already do, right? You have to actually follow some of what's already in the structure else people have nowhere to place you. And what you're talking about is what I call brand anchoring, right? So you're looking at the market and you're, so I'm just gonna to try to reverse engineer why you did that. But in my opinion, you said, okay, this is who I know is going to shop my product because they shop at these places. And therefore, it would make sense for me, my brand to align with a local thing that people know so that every time they think of that, they think of me. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what I'm doing with any of the businesses that I work with. What I start with is like, you tell me the mission, vision, core values, target audience, We figure out and unearth your unique idea within that landscape, and now suddenly we have endless content because all we're doing is taking that exact same message, whatever the mission and vision are, we're showing people how we do it with the core values, and we're delivering it over and over again in different mediums, and that's it. That's the basics of having a sustainable marketing strategy. Now, to get to the fun stuff, because that was all business talk, (laughs) is how do you do that? Right. And I think how you do it is you buy an iPhone 15 Pro, and if you're a real estate agent that can't afford that, In my opinion, that should be a part of your budget. You should not look at the phone as like, oh, well, it's just a silly phone. No, it is quite literally the best tool on the market right now because it is as good a camera as it is a phone. That's why it's, I think it's hilarious and I know that it's gonna be replaced one day, right? Because we call it a phone still, but we don't actually use the phone feature. We use Mm. everything else. And I I sent you a message Mm. last week about it, right? I sent that message to like 25 people. None of them said that they use the phone every day. Zero of them. Yeah. But we call it a phone. That makes yeah. no sense, so you, now you know that thing's gonna be replaced. So the idea is just medium. What is the medium that you need to be in? Well, that's determined by a couple of things about you because these are personal brands, which means that if you're a designer and you really like the aesthetic of homes, and you're, go get a Pinterest account. It's so much cheaper to buy ads there than it is to buy on Instagram and Facebook where you're competing yeah. with a bunch of people that have no idea what they're doing and Facebook has been proven time and time again to, to give wrong analytics. I mean they've literally settled billions of dollars in lawsuits about just absolutely lying about that stuff. So you can only base it on how much more money you're making. Right. You can't base it on the analytics that they're telling you. So we know that that's not true. Google just settled a 5 billion dollar lawsuit for lying about their so you cannot trust the analytics. You can just look at what you're doing and how much you're selling and how much your audience is growing and just try to boost the top number until the bottom number changes. A lot of the stuff in the middle right now is actually tough to tease out. And so if you're trying to do it like a tactician, you take out your phone and you say, you made a post about this the other day. You look at the questions the market is answering. I say, you wanna build a good brand? There's one sense that everybody leaves out. Everyone's really good at the visual, right? So everyone gets sight. Mm-hmm. Now everyone's realizes that sound design matters and suddenly you're having Foley artists doing stuff for YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. But then you get to the most important sense if you actually wanna build a big brand. Which is? hearing. Mm -hmm. You got to listen to people. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know your target audience and you haven't identified them, suddenly you don't know the right answers to give. So like you said the other day in your Instagram post, you're like, you want to know the endless content stream? Your target customer is asking questions. Some of them are on Reddit. Some of them are on Instagram. Some of them are in your email inbox. Some of them are happening in casual conversations around you all the time and you're just not listening. But if you're listening, you just write them down. And then every single day, not once in a while, not once a month in a four hour session that spits out over six months, just every single day for 10 minutes, answer one or two of them. Mm-hmm. Can you not post and, on anything? And of so, course you can. And, you know, the, the thing that people
1: ask me all the time, well where should I post, what should I do, what kind of, con- hey, do you, do you have a voice? Are you a good talker? Great. Do an audio podcast. Do are five Are you good minute- at long form? Are, yeah. Audio. Can you go for yep. a long time? Can, are you a good writer? You don't like. You don't want to be on camera. Media, scary. So let's
0: actually go through these because that would be relevant. Yeah. So if you're a good talker, yeah. right? Audio. You have YouTube have, long form. Have phone calls. You can do podcasts. <laughs> you can do a mixed media format where you're answering people's questions on live and it's being cut into micro content. That takes one person watching what you're doing when you're doing it, so you pay one person 25 bucks to sit there and tell you when the things you said made sense. You then hand that to a person who for 100 bucks will make you 15 versions of that, and you put one a day. You just got two weeks of post out of a conversation that happened live and people were watching the whole time and all you're doing is what I like to call batting practice. Yeah, I try to set my whole life up for batting practice. And
1: it, and it doesn't have to be, I think, where a lot of people go wrong and, and worry about is like, you don't have to specifically carve out time for this. You could, Maybe be a speaker at a uh, event that you put on Media. for uh, mm. for mm. first time home buyers that are teachers in a school that your kid goes to. Yeah, great, totally. Record that because there's probably good little pieces in there that are going to reach the same audience other places. All right, let's
0: talk about the no cost solution. Ready? I'm not. I'm going to give you absolutely no new work. All I'm going to ask you to do is do stuff intentionally and capture it. That's it, okay, so here's what you're gonna do. Next time you do a close, when you're all hyped up and they're all hyped up and everybody's all excited and that adrenaline's flowing, you're gonna take out your phone, maybe it's an iPhone 15 Pro because you listened, (laughs) maybe it's not, right? But you're gonna take out that phone and you're gonna say, hey, you know what would really mean a lot to me? And you're not gonna stop and ask them to go to your Google page and leave you a review because the second that their son or daughter calls or their friend calls, you're just not that important, no offense. But if right in that moment you could take a picture with them which everyone would allow you to do, and say, hey, would you mind if I posted this? You ask them right up front. They're gonna say yes because they're happy. And you Mm -hmm. took a good picture of them. Make sure it's a good Mm -hmm. picture. Come on, have somebody take it, it's it's okay. Because in that moment, you're not just capturing a picture with your customer. You're capturing the moment that you excited them the most. Mm -hmm. It's when you finished everything, Mm -hmm. and now you capture that. And then you turn to them very calmly and you go, I have to ask you something. If you ever bought another house, would you buy with, it? not do you have a friend, like, come on, you're gonna use them already? That's so so transactional. Stop telling me you wanna be authentic and then treat everybody transactionally. Say that you're excited and then ask them, hey, if you ever need a place in the future, would you use me again? Ask them right up front. They'll tell you the truth. Most people will. And they're gonna say yes. And they probably will say yes, but if they say nothing after that, then they probably won't. Right. But if they say yes and then give you the reason, you now just gotta compliment, That's perfect. (laughs) You just got a compliment. You just got someone telling you exactly what you need to put on your website or Instagram profile or TikTok bio or LinkedIn, whatever, just to be able to tell people exactly what it is that people want to work with you for. Because in that very moment, they'll tell you. They'll tell you it wasn't because you got them the best deal. And maybe it was. And maybe that's why they worked with you. And now you know that but it was probably something like, to be perfectly honest with you, you're the only one that didn't stress me out. Mm-hmm. I've worked with other real estate agents in the past, and honestly, it just felt overwhelming, and you didn't overwhelm me. Mm-hmm. You notice that has nothing to do with real estate at all? Most people are just looking for the most positive human interactions. Getting that not only makes you a better business person, but it gives you the exact phrase to use on the site. If you were recording it, it's now content. If you got them to write it, it's a review. You did all the work, mm-hmm. but it's the same work. You just did it with a little bit of intention and the ability to capture, so that when you go to the website guy, and he says it's gonna be five grand, the first thought in your head is five grand for what? What am I even doing? Right? Mm -hmm. Now it's I know exactly the assets that I'm gonna hand you to build you the site I need because I know the person that I'm trying to help. I have them captured saying the exact things that I helped them with and all you need to do is do what you're the best at which is bringing my ideas to life. Mm -hmm. That's why you get somebody to develop a website for you, not so that you can have another poster somewhere that you can point people at.
1: Yeah, so you know, kind of what I'm what I'm hearing is, first off, we've got to get specific in who we're talking to, and those people that you're getting specific that you're talking to have a specific problem that you are solving. So you want to figure out what it is that you can do to solve that problem for those specific people. You need to capture it in some way, shape, or form. Yep. <clears throat> that way, you can then post it be somewhere like it. it and, I think we're a yeah, lot of people. I'll give you a,
0: an unbelievably specific way that I do it. Sure. I take it out and then I give it to someone who spends all their days on social media. So they just like social media. And I say, hey, can you watch these five? I don't send them four hours of footage and act like they don't have a life. I send them four minutes of footage and I say, would you mind just watching this and tell me where you think you would have seen something like this? Mm-hmm. That gives you two answers. It gives you where you can go to blend in and where you can go for contrast. Now it's up to you where you do it. Choice is everything in life. I can't make all the choices for you, but I can definitely tell you the actions that work. Right. And the actions that work are having a good system for capture and then taking those ideas and deciding what the medium, the message, and the audience mm-hmm.
1: done. So for these agents that are wanting to get more leads, mm-hmm. they want leads coming in. You know, they're,
0: they're, Do they want to spend money or they don't want to spend money?
1: Most agents... Most agents don't have a ton of money to spend. And I think it's because they've been burned so many times or they're not quite at the place where they want to spend. Like, they don't have a ton of extra money to spend in marketing because they haven't seen it work to say, cool, every time I drop $1,000 in the Google box, it gets me $10,000 worth. It's not going to work like that. Sure. So these people probably have a very small budget or no budget.
0: Okay, so small budget or no budget, again, it's all gonna be based on what your trajectory is. If you want this to be a long-term thing, it's gonna benefit you to know how this stuff works.
1: We're gonna be talking to someone that's doing seven transactions a year. They're doing 3.5 million in sales. They're probably bringing home about
0: 100,000. And my question is, why are they doing it? Which which path are they? Are they they the path of like, I wanna do this long-term, or the path of like, this is good side money?
1: No, they're doing it long-term. Okay, so they want
0: this to be their career. So in my opinion, if you're doing a long-term strategy, it benefits you to know all of the pieces of the puzzle. And if you're in a strategy where you have years to figure out the pieces, I would you would benefit from trying to do it yourself to an extent and then hiring in as you understand. So I say that there's two different ways of looking at it. If you're looking at short term, hire people that know what you don't immediately, to bridge gaps, mm-hmm. but if you're looking at long term, go learn as much as you can about that, take the take the ball as far as you can, and then find somebody, not to take it further, but to actually go systemize mm. everything to this point, because you've validated it to a point, and now they can systemize for you because they do that for a living. Right. And so now, ultimately, if you're coming out with a strategy for social, for example, mm-hmm. let's say you decide that Instagram is your best audience. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if Instagram is your best audience, I say, well, what plays well on Instagram? Well, there's two things. One is what you think Plays well because you're in the market, you're seeing the people, mm-hmm. and one is what the app wants you to do, and you can never forget that you are posting to a free platform. And if you don't pay for the placement, you are not going to hit the audience that you want. That is just how it works. It'll hit less than five percent of so, your. So, so what audience. these
1: what these are called is organic means you post for free. Yep, that just goes to the people that follow you, or you have a paid advertising strategy, and and it doesn't have to be an ad. It's just paid.
0: Media. I will give you a strategy off the top of my head that I think would work for real estate agents. If you have no money and you just started out and you're literally just getting into this, now you're going to want to learn, right? Because you probably have to pass an exam, I'm assuming. Yep. Okay, so you're gonna study for the exam, right? Right. So every single day you post about studying for the exam. Mm -hmm. Why do you do that? It's not to fake it or to try to ruin the market, it's actually to show people the work that went into doing it Mm -hmm. and now they go, oh, so-and-so's learning this thing. Now, here's where I'm talking about those three audiences, right? I don't think I mentioned them. So you have the consumer audience, right? Which is the, or the customer audience, which is leads, prospects, customers. People that may buy, people that are interested in buying and actively talking to you, and people that have purchased from you. So there's one group, your total addressable market. Now let's talk about the real ones that I believe in, in brand. You have the promotional audience, and you have the supportive audience. The promotional audience does not transact with you. They just tell people about you. Mm -hmm. I may never actually work with your wife's law firm. I may never actually work with you know any of the real estate agents that you work with because maybe I don't want to own a home. Doesn't mean I don't think you're a good person. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean I don't believe in the mission and vision. I know better about your company than most people do. Mm-hmm. So I, while I'm not a promoter, I don't go on my Instagram and say, hey guys, if you're looking for a <laughs> house, and we know people that do that, right. and they're the promotional audience. Yeah. They're the people who don't necessarily need to purchase from you to believe in the mission and vision and core values mm-hmm. and spread your unique idea to an audience. That mm-hmm. audience is just not going to buy. Mm-hmm. They're still incredibly important. They're what I would consider primers. Then you have the supportive audience. To me, this is the secret. The supportive audience is the hardest to reach because they don't respond to any of the transactional crap you put out, right? But I won't get one. Mm-hmm. Tell me when you need this. We're the best in town. Premier fitness facility, right? Like mm-hmm. all of those things. They ju- it just falls deaf on them because they've seen it so much. Mm-hmm. The supportive community, the people that you turn to when your buddy is like, "I need to get this new TV." Should I get this one or this one? And then one of your friends goes, uh, I'd get the LG, and the other friend's like, oh, I heard Samsung's a good name. And then everyone's just waiting for the third guy. Because the third guy just goes, uh, I'd probably get the Hisense, it's got you know, the worst sound, but you're gonna use a sound bar anyway, and it f- mounts flat on the wall, they're super nice, and I've seen them in the past. And then everyone in the room goes and buys a Hisense, even though they've never heard of the brand, but the person said it, and they know that they're the type of person that qualifies this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And now suddenly, you're able to build those people by doing what? showing your work. Because those supportive audience tend to be the builders themselves. They tend to be building their own products and that's why they don't have the money or the time or the attention that you're asking for. Mm -hmm. Because that's when you're transacting with an audience. You're saying, give me your time or attention or money. So from a real estate agent audience, generally,
1: I would say 95% of their transactions come
0: referrals. I worked with and a DJ. And it doesn't
1: have to be referrals it's from It's the same clients. thing.
0: I worked with a DJ seven or eight years ago. Incredible guy, really good at what he does. And he's like, I want to spend, I mean, I think he wanted to spend between ten dollars and $12,000 a month on advertising, which it, it sounds like a lot, and it is for that, you know, what he was trying to accomplish, but I really loved his plan. And I said, okay, well, what makes you want to do that? Because people always come to me with the middle, I say. Right, they come to me, I need a website. Well, well, no, you need to tell me your mission, vision, core values, big ideas, because if you don't have those, I have nobody to pitch it to, and if you don't have the audience, there's no way to create. Right. Or else we're just gonna create an empty nothing, and you're gonna get mad at me, and then I'm gonna have to do a bunch of revisions, and I don't wanna do that, <laughs> right? right? I want you to be clear on what you want. So, what was I talking about? What was the example right before it? Uh, the, we were on like uh, referrals with the DJ. So, the DJ turns to me and I go, Cool, so he's like, I'm looking to make this onboarding form. That's what I was gonna build for him. Mm-hmm. This onboarding form because he's like, I'm about to put a bunch of money. I need to make sure the roads to get to me are easy. And he showed me his form and it had like 21 fields on it. And I'm like, oh, you're operating a great business. This is like, this is like all of the money sitting right there and you're yeah. going, do I need that? Well, yeah, <laughs> we're gonna get all of that because we're gonna slim this down to four questions right. that they can all answer. And it's not just gonna be silly questions. It's, yeah, it's gonna be their contact information. That's the low bar. Then we're gonna ask them one more question that you think is the most obvious to see if they're gonna, which is, how did you hear about us? That's why that question pops up. It's not just a source. It's not just understanding where the traffic's coming from. It's understanding that when someone sends you somewhere, that's what works. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, interesting. So where's your breakdown of where your inbound's coming from? 93% 93% referrals. Mm-hmm. And he was about to spend ten dollars to $12,000 a month on 7% of his audience. Mm-hmm. Why? I'm not saying it's bad, I'm not saying it's wrong, we all have to make our own choices, but it doesn't seem to pack the best punch when you have 91% of your people who would refer you, possibly. Mm-hmm. Maybe the offer isn't a better package. Mm-hmm. Maybe the offer is something to kick back to the people that are already doing it or going to the places that you know they shop or going to the places that you know they hang out and just being there. Speaking of real estate, what just pops into my head is that I remember a real estate agent when I first moved here, I used to go to the uh, uh, Starbucks on East Boulevard all the time and there was a woman who used to sit up in the back and she literally put up like a little stand in the Starbucks and it was like, I'm such and such, I work with this real estate agency, let me know if you need to buy a home, I'm here working all day. And she would just sit there and work.
1: Just and see some anybody- people would
0: be like, that's weird. Why are you doing that? And guess what? those That's not her audience. Right. She knew who her audience was. The audience of people that walk over to somebody at a Starbucks and say, I actually was thinking about buying a house. I mean, I'm curious. She's not closing people there. It's called brand awareness. They now know that there's somebody accessible that doesn't act like a real estate agent when I walk into the front door. It's like walking onto a used car lot. Right. You just know the hyenas are coming. Yeah. You don't know where they're going to come from, but it's suddenly three people are around you, and you're whirlwinding out, and now you're in a minivan you didn't want. Yep. That's not how we like to shop anymore. Yeah. It's just not.
1: Yeah. No. I mean, I, I had a real estate agent talk to me and, and did a consulting session with me, and she came up and we were going through everything. She probably did. 12 to 15 transactions. Um, so good agent, you know, making good money. This is her career. She's been doing it for a while, and uh, she said, "Ryan, I really want to figure out social media." I said, "Great, let's look at it." I've got 400 followers. I'm like, okay, you don't you? I post once a month, maybe. I'm like, okay, <laughs> where's your business currently coming from? You're growing, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I had a great year. All the market was bad, but I had a great year. Where'd your business come from? Every single person came from referrals. I said, well, why are you trying to change and do social media? Why do you need to do this? What are you currently doing to get referrals? She's like, nothing. I don't do anything. Can we
0: pause right there? Sure. That right there is the issue. Because the issue is that she wants to capture the best way to grow when she's already growing. Yeah, She doesn't need to create a new growth strategy. She needs to excavate what's Literally already working. Literally
1: the words, and just better words And, and I what used. should happen
0: <laughs> is she should dump all of the budgets that she was about to use in advertising to a new audience into clearing up the product. Because if the product is already so good that people are selling it, just keep figuring out what that is by reverse engineering what they want and build I, a membership program. I,
1: I used the more better new strategy. I said, great, that's working for you. Don't do anything new, mm-hmm. just do more of that. And she's like, Well, I'm not doing anything. Okay, great, so do it better.
0: Totally. Do Have you ever heard on your being, referrals. Did I ever tell you about them? Their YouTube channel. So they do a whole bunch of stuff, but their YouTube channel focuses on helping people understand content marketing. And I think it's one of that and financial modeling, which I think are two things that could really help a lot of small business owners. Mm. And what they talk about with content is, number one, it takes about a year for content to come back to you, right? So like a year of a content strategy is when you're starting to see the returns on that because what you're doing is you're unearthing the audience. You're getting attention so that when you're ready to make an offer, Suddenly there are people listening right and this is why people pre-sell tickets It's why people sell vaporware and software and all of these tactics work and when you follow somebody like them you say All right, well, what are they doing differently? Like why are people watching? It? it was because he started a YouTube channel before he was a company So he talks about their SEO strategy. He's like well I had this YouTube channel. He just looked at it as like an entity of publishing media. It wasn't like I'm gonna be creative. It was like, it was creative because he was naturally creative. But when you looked at the channel itself, it was just an entity. It's like, okay, well, what goes best with this entity? Probably something that's gonna rank in Google search mm-hmm. because now you have Google's YouTube video search, and you have their organic text search. So they got a website and they built it up to the number one traffic for their keyword. And now you'd say, well, you're at number one, you got good pricing, you got good ad strategy, you got good funnel. So what do you do now? You need a new thing because you just max it out, right? Based- you know what they did? They bought a second domain, and they just did it again. And now they own the first two. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. People yes. think that it's more complicated, but actually, it reminds me of a quote that my brother, I think, he used in his yearbook, which was, most people will miss big opportunity because it's dressed in overalls and look like work. That's the truth. The yeah. truth is you already had the great idea. Your business is flowing. Why are you trying to come up with new creative ideas? You don't need them. Right. Excavate what's there and repeat. Yes. So I think that's a great
1: place to end this thing. Cool. I'm sure we'll have you on again. Um, Joe is a, a good friend of mine. I, I always love having our, our so much fun. conversations. Like <laughs> Joe and I have tried to do a podcast together, I, I think five or six times, but we're busy guys, and so yes, it's this the most the challenging. Best. This is the best. <laughs> we'll, we'll hijack <laughs> Tips podcast and, <laughs> and do it on here. Um, but real estate agents, you know, if you want to check out Joe, Joe, what are you, what are you peddling nowadays? Where are so we following we? The following best you? place,
0: well, if you want to follow literally me, yeah, there's you've, a story you've got about a thing going moment. on. Right? Yeah, on YouTube. So you can go to uh, Dose of Joe. Dose of Joe on YouTube. YouTube. Um, But if you want to see the the stuff that I'm building, it's on Flex. Yeah,
1: Flex.co. It's it's a really cool thing. You guys are all probably needing your own individual websites and not using whatever Realtor.com has given you. So I would highly check them out. Well, especially
0: Um, since we're about to launch Flex.bio. And Flex.bio is like Linktree if it was an app that you could brand.
1: And maybe what we'll do in one of our our upcoming episodes is kind of have like a, a discovery of how Flex could help a real estate
0: agent because. Could you bring in a real estate, that would be so cool. Like let's get one in real time and talk sure. them through. I think so, that'd be so much fun. If you're fun. an
1: agent and want a, a flex bio, heck yeah. I reach need some, I
0: need someone to do. I need the yeah. the base model of it. Yeah.
1: No, I, I, realtors would would really benefit from this. And so, um, reach out to to me and I'll get this all set up. Awesome. Um, Instagram at Ryan Weber Marketing. Um, Joe Dose of Joe on YouTube to follow that. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Sounds good. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, man.